Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He gets the job done on the ice every night. Arad, he tucked it in like you put the corner of his seat underneath your mattress in the morning. Blues forward David Perron, and he joins Carriker and Smallman right now. Perron, he scores! On 101 ESPN, driven by Pure Performance, the only stop for all your aftermarket vehicle needs. Good to have you with us on Character and Smallman on 101 ESPN. The Blues in Boston tomorrow and then Buffalo Thursday before coming home to take on Minnesota again. That game will be on Saturday afternoon at Enterprise Center. And we go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and David Perron joins us as he does every week. Good morning, David. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Good morning. Hey, there, there are a ton of reasons to love David Perron, but I thought the other night when you uh, got into it a little bit with Zdeno Chara, who's got you by nine inches and 50 pounds, I, I loved that, <laughs> and I, I love the fact that you do that and you stand up for your teammates. Is that all it is? 50 pounds? It feels like a lot more for sure. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, I mean, obviously, uh, I think none of us on the bench were really happy with uh what happened earlier on, on Cairo is one of our best players. He's, he's a younger guy, uh, just kind of coming back to the lineup, uh, going through some things. And then uh, obviously when you, when that happens, you, you feel like you want to do something. And we all know no one on our team uh, will fight Chara. So I just felt like he was in a, in a position that I could kind of make him feel the pain a little bit and uh, kind of respond for our team. And I'm glad that, the, obviously, we killed the penalty after Benner had a heck of a save uh, on that one as well. And then it seemed like we, we were rolling after that. So I was glad to see the response of the team as well. Well, speaking of Char, David, you have the Boston Bruins, his former team, on deck next on Tuesday. And I think a lot of fans here in St. Louis, it's still a little fresh, their hatred for the Boston Bruins because of the Stanley Cup final, even though the Blues came out victorious in that one. Do you still feel that when you see a team like the Bruins on the schedule, you go back to 2019, or is it just another team, another game? Uh, yeah, well, it's uh, a little bit of both. Obviously, for us, it will be special. The moment you step in that rink and, and kind of see uh, the, the role locker room where we won, uh, we've heard some rumors that maybe they changed some stuff in there. They renovated it. So I don't know if it's the after effect of the champagne on the floor and all that stuff. But uh, we'll definitely uh, be excited to, to, to jump in that ring. Obviously, we had a special moment there. Um, also, for a guy, let's say, like Torrey Krug, I don't know if he's uh, going to be able to play or not, but I think those guys are coming on the road, getting closer and closer, and uh, it's going to be nice for him to, to head back to the city. Uh, so we're always excited for little moments like this. Uh, as we kind of uh, have 10 games left in the season, we'll, we'll get excited for every little thing, uh, get us uh, some energy so that we're ready for playoffs. David, when you go into a game against Brad Marchand, do you think beforehand about dealing with him and about uh, his feistiness and how to avoid him getting under your skin? 
not me personally. I know him a little bit. I know his other side, and he's he's actually a pretty decent guy. Uh, I think he's doing a great job of of what he's doing on the ice, not only his, his play, but he's also a guy that when he feels his team needs energy, he does something like that. And I think he's a guy. If there's a night that he's not into it at all, uh, as far as that stuff, uh, you just let him be. You don't you don't wake him up. Uh, that just uh, feeds uh, into his game, and he gets better and better after that. So. For me, I don't worry about him. I I, I just kind of let him play. Uh, but obviously, if he uh, if he does something, I'm sure there'll be plenty of candidates that will uh, remind him what he he needs to be reminded. And uh, that's what our team's about right now. One other guy on that team that everybody in St. Louis should love because he's like the quintessential blue is Patrice Bergeron. Keith Kachuk. When I asked him a few years ago, I said, "What is Robert Thomas going to become?" He said, "He's going to become Patrice Bergeron." What do you think of that comp? Well, I mean, obviously, I'm, I've been very impressed with his career. Uh, I've known him from uh, almost the start of his career as far as uh, Bergeron. And he's only improved every single year. I think he's got unbelievable chemistry with uh, his line mates, and that's helping him as well. It's helping his teammates. And um, I think it's very similar with Tom. And we see how uh, his line has been uh, taken off basically the last uh, uh, several games. And, and for Tom himself, I think he's, he's on a nice streak of like 10, 12 games right now where He's producing every night. He's feeling really confident about himself, and and we see him shoot the puck better than than he's ever shot it. So um, it's a great uh, comp for sure. And uh, we're gonna see where Tomer gets with his game. But I'm 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 impressed. Like everything, like his faceoff percentage is way up. Uh, his intensity, everything. He, he's taken a, a huge step in many uh, aspects of his game, and I think that also comes with more ice time, more responsibility. He plays PK this year, and he didn't uh, in other years. So um, obviously, we're excited for him. David, a couple of weeks ago, we talked to you about one of the trends that your team wanted to reverse, and that was the opposition getting on the score sheet first. You said that it was something you were very cognizant of, and you had talked about it before games that you wanted to get on, uh, you wanted to score first. And you guys have scored first in five straight, and I don't know if that's um, a result of this, but you've won five in a row as well. So what's the difference there when you guys score first? How does that change the vibe of the game when you don't have to dig out of that hole? Yeah, that that matters a lot for sure. I think it it gets uh, the team in the right mentality. You're not chasing the game, and it's been a little bit of a problem at times for us when when we start chasing games, we kind of come out of our system too much. Uh, we kind of open the <laughs> the valves too much. Everyone wants to score goals, and that's not the the greatest recipe to to keep games tight. Or uh, as we head towards the playoffs, let's say you play a team like Minnesota, we have plenty of firepower to score goals, and we just got to stay within ourselves, stay within our structure. And we're, we're going to get our opportunities. So, uh, But, yeah, definitely scoring the first goal is, is big for for any team. And uh, when you're going to go through the playoffs, games are going to be 2-1, 3-2 a lot of times. And it's very important for a momentum swing to, to score those first goals. Uh, switching gears a little bit, David, when we spoke to you last Thursday, we were talking about opening day for the Cardinals. You mentioned that you were thinking about taking your son down there. Were you able to go to opening day? And if so, what was that experience like? Yeah, well, uh, I, I picked up my daughter uh, after school and my son, uh, so we we were late a little bit, and uh, we went for probably for 45 minutes an hour. I wish I would have stayed longer. Just I could kind of feel like they were starting to get sick, and you're around other ki- people, other kids, and I kind of felt bad, so I, I didn't end up staying as long as I wanted, but uh, the next day uh, we saw Albert uh, Fools come to our locker room, uh, so that was a cool moment for, for myself and for, uh, for most of my teammates that were able to see him. Um, I mean, obviously for him, it's probably going to be his last year. He's gonna, he's kind of in, in a mode of just enjoying everything right now. He's, he's super grateful for the opportunity that, that he's going to get this year. 
to play for the Cards, and I'm sure he's got a similar feeling than, than I had the first time I came back and the second time uh, how special this town is and the standing ovation that he got at the Cards game and at the, the Blues game the next day was uh, truly special. The Blues put that photo of you speaking to Albert up on social media. Is that one that you'll get printed out and framed and put somewhere? Yeah, yeah, I think for sure one day. I think it's uh, it's pretty cool to have him come back, obviously. All the memories of him uh, hitting those home runs, uh, especially when he had three to one. The one, yeah, I think in 2011 when they won. Um, I always rem- remember those moments. Uh, I was just a young guy back then, but uh, definitely that picture is a special one for me. I, I actually didn't even notice. I was so focused on the conversation I had with him. I didn't even uh, notice uh, Scotty Rovac uh, taking that picture, so... Um, I'm glad he took it. That's great. Hey, David, one other thing, and I wanted to ask this on Thursday and we didn't have time, but you've told us several times about one of your favorite teammates being Ryan Getzlaff, who announced last week that he's going to retire. If you can tell our listeners the impact that Getzlaff had on your career and your time with Anaheim. Yeah, well, he was everything to me. I I didn't play with him that long, but I was in a low point in my career. I'd move around a few teams. Uh, I went to Pittsburgh and... um, didn't, uh, didn't turn out the way I wanted. Obviously, playing at Crosby, Malkin, you expect uh, great things for me. I had, had great opportunities there. Just didn't click chemistry-wise. Then I move on to, to Getzlaff uh, in Anaheim. I get traded there. I'm at a low point in my career, and it just kind of revived everything. Everything that now I want to do, at the, how I play, how I play with O'Reilly, the way we can impact games, he's kind of taught me that without saying too many words even. Uh, so I'm I'm really grateful for playing with him. He's a great guy. Uh, what a great career he had. And even last night, I think he got into it. Uh, he's still playing really physical, uh, pretty emotional out there on the ice, even though it's his last few games. And we're really fortunate that uh, I think we're playing the last. His last game will be against us in Anaheim. So that'll be a special one for himself and for, and for myself to be able to be a, a part of that. Yeah, and I wanted you to be able to say that because we can just tell your appreciation for him and his impact, not on, only on you, but on the sport. He's He's been great. David, have a great trip, and we'll see you back here on Saturday against the Minnesota Wild. Sounds good. Thanks a lot. Talk to you next week. I appreciate it. Thanks, David. David Perron with us on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.